on November 27, 2012, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was on syndicated radio America Tonight with Kate Delaney. Tonight, joining us in the wings is Mark Henkel. He's the national polygamy advocate and founder of the TruthBearer.org organization. So TruthBearer.org organization. And Mark is actually going to join us for something I think that will make uh, some of you either say, all right, excellent, or go, ugh. It's that kind of thing. We're talking about polygamy. Some of you might have seen the show Sister Wives. And he says that Sister Wives doesn't really portray polygamy families properly, or does it? Is it show business, or, you know, what is it all about? Because certainly a lot of people, especially in the beginning, started to watch Sister Wives, and there was more conversations about polygamy in the United States, and that was also on the heels of Warren Jess and what happened uh, there as well. Mark, thanks for popping on America tonight. Thank you for having me. So the question is, do do shows like this one, do they, because, you know, there was Big Love, too, that was also huge. It was on cable. Does, in your opinion, does it really portray the image of polygamy? Is it what polygamy is about? Well, the problem with it is that polygamy is a much broader term. Certainly, these are the first show series, Big Love, Now Sister Wives, that are coming out. And they are at least allowing the audiences to perceive that all polygamy, even if it's coming from a Mormon paradigm, does not come from the connection to the criminals of the cults that we've seen a lot in the news media reports. That, for example, in Sister Wives, they are certainly a very good family and and committed to each other and have nothing to do with any of the criminality of other, of some of the Mormon polygamy sects that are out there. However, there is a situation that does seem to be repeated throughout the media, and that is the perpetual connection that polygamy is connected to Mormonism. Mm -hmm. And that while certainly if you really study the Mormon religion, that you can't you can't be a Mormon and not be for Mormon polygamy. But the reality is that polygamy itself is a neutral term. And in the same way sunny changes sunny day to rainy, rainy day, the two words or adjectives change the meaning of the neutral word day, Mormon polygamy is a different form of than Christian polygamy, than secular polygamy, than Jewish polygamy. And the reality is that various people, for different reasons, choose their consenting adult polygamist arrangements. And the things that we've seen with big love and with uh, sister wives is it still comes from the Mormon paradigm, thereby still perpetuating the stereotype that it's all Mormon based and the Mormon religion about having all these children because there's this religious doctrine that Mormons have about the pre-existence of souls. And the reality is people choose polygamy for all diverse reasons, not just the Mormon paradigm. But Mark, as you know, in the United States, I mean, polygamy is against the law. It's against the law to have uh, several wives. Yes, I'm well aware of that. <laughs> I'm fighting to overturn that. <laughs> So okay, okay. So fighting to overturn it, uh, both legally and as far as what people think are accepted norms, you know that as I said in the beginning of this, you know, people listening to this are saying, "Whoa!" Uh, other women are saying that listen to it that aren't part of a polygamy uh, family are saying, "Ah, oh, how can women do that?" So how do you change the the image of what so many, the majority, think of polygamy? 
but we work to help people see what reality is. The truth is, is that this is about a woman's choice issue. And that polygamy is not defined by the Mormon paradigm, but polygamy in general. I'm at nationalpolygamyadvocate.com as the national polygamy advocate for all forms of consenting adults in the national polygamy rights movement for consenting adults. And that consenting adults choose things for different reasons. For example, one woman might want to choose to be a stay-at-home mom. Another woman may want to be a traveling career woman. They both get to have their choice, and the woman who's traveling knows that her children are being cared for by a woman who loves those children rather than shipping the children off to low-paid strangers at daycare. So some women would choose this. The reality is a man is not going to force polygamy on women because today's woman is just too smart. She's not going to put up with it. He's not going to be a polygamist because she's not going to put up with it. So at the end of the day, we're talking about men really growing up and that women choose this as an option that they want that works for their lives. And so this is a woman's choice issue at the end of the day. Well, and you just use the words right there that I would say, why would a woman put up with this? What is the what is the attraction to polygamy from a from a woman's perspective? Well, there are different reasons that people have. You know, the if you have 10 men and 10 women, and nine of those men are jerks. The the marital Marxism of one three so that each might have one, the forced doctrine of one man, one woman has oppressed and taken the choice away from nine of those women. They either have to choose the nine jerks or go without. And that's what's happened because socialism always will create the dumbing down and mediocrity is we are now in the era of dumbed down males so that we have now marriage-phobic males and abandoned single moms. But what happens if you let women have a choice? Suddenly, those nine jerks realize, oh, my gosh, the women might all choose the good men, and then I'm going to go without. Then what happens? The guys realize, oh, I better smarten up. And then what's the result? Better men for the women to choose, and it equilibrates anyway. So if we allow polygamy to thrive, you're suggesting then that there be better men in the pool? Allow women the choice. Let women choose. Women will choose the best men. And the truth is that will incentivize guys to start growing up and be the better men. You're not going to say to a woman, hey, I'm going to be a polygamist, blah, blah, blah. Women are just too smart for it. They're not going to put up with it. The reality is a guy is going to develop his husband skills in much the same way that Michael Jordan has super basketball skills and is better than other men at basketball. Some men can grow up and develop their Michael Jordan level of husband skills that women would choose that say, you know what, I'd rather have that than put up with a jerk. As indeed, Dr. Joyce Brothers said in 1994, she said she would rather be the third wife of a good man than the only wife of a jerk. And so this is really about creating a free market where women get the choice and incentivizes guys to stop being the, the hyperextended adolescences into their 30s that we see these days. Well, the third wife analogy. But, again, the third wife means she's the third wife solo. That's the only problem with that versus what do you a mean group the third wife of women. You're saying that Dr. Joyce's brother said she'd rather be the third wife of a man. Does she mean oh, the third wife? Okay, third wife of a good man, meaning she, in her quote, meaning that if she was with a group of other women as a wife, she'd be okay with that. Well, meaning if the whole family was good and the man was good, because mm-hmm. you can have a, you know, there's a case, for example, one of the families in the TruthBear.org organization, the woman was the, uh, was her, she and her children were had this one man, one woman relationship with a, with a wife beater, and he beat her, and he was horrible to her. And finally, she was able to escape monogamy, if you will, that foolishness out there. I mean, because no one's ever really done that. But she escaped that abuse, escaped all that, and then developed a relationship and with a proven 
marriage, and the, both the woman and the husband were very solid. They were solid families themselves, and they became a family. And so the, the ridiculousness to suggest that the idea was better that she be with the wife beater as a one-man, one-woman than she be with a man who's committed to her and her children and her children that have more attention than they've ever had, and she has more attention in a positive way than she's ever had. He's actually committed to spending that time and being there for her, and the whole family is there for her. It's a better situation than she had ever had before. And so there are circumstances by which women will choose this, and it is to their betterment. Well, that's debatable. But here's a, here's a question for you. I don't think we're going to agree on that. But what states have the most lax laws on polygamy right, right now? Is it uh, Utah in the mix? Well, it's not so much lax. Every state has laws on their books. There are three degrees to which they have laws. Uh, some just simply say that it's a crime and for having a marriage with somebody else if you're already married. Then there's the next step, which is, for example, in my state, uh, state of Maine, where it says that not only having the uh, committing the act, well, actually, the word itself is a person is guilty of bigamy if having a spouse, he intentionally marries or purports to marry, knowing that he's legally ineligible to do so. So that's the second level in which just the mere free speech act of saying the word wife to any woman other than the man's legally married wife, that itself is a crime. And then the third level, as such states, for example, Utah, take that purported clause and then add also the word of cohabitation. So even the mere representation of cohabiting with another woman outside of, even if it's not through a legal marriage license, that itself can be considered the crime of bigamy. And so some of it's the degrees to which the laws are actually harder and more criminal. And even though many states may not be outright enforcing them, the mere existence on the books certainly still create criminal and civil and even general business problems for uh, people that would be in a polygamous family because, for example, if you have a business contract that says you will not commit any crimes and if you do, the contract can be breached, well, that can be used to overturn a contract in a business situation. What, um, what are you doing to, to fight the laws? What are you, how far are you along with that? We are working with what we call the polygamy rights win-win solution to end the marriage debate. And that is that the current marriage war between the invented one-man, one-woman doctrine on one side and the biological impossibility of same-sex marriage on the other side, neither side is going to give up in their battle in this war. The only way the marriage war is going to end is with a solution that both sides actually can save face and have a political win. That's what we bring to the table with the polygamy rights win-win solution. What we say to the left and to the supporters of same-sex marriage, your doctrine of tolerance and equality for all automatically obligates you to embrace this solution, which is to abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. Then we say to the right, those who want one man, one woman, saying your belief in what the Bible absolutely says, because no one in the Bible was ever married by government, and the fact that you believe in limited government, your values require you to embrace the solution, which is abolish all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. So we produce the solution that the losing side in every battle, for example, recently the one man, one woman side lost, the, we, we say to them, you want to stop what you're going for, you want to stop the same-sex marriage, the way to stop government from doing that is from having government out of marriage altogether. Stop having it redefine marriage for one man, one woman. Stop having it redefined for same-sex marriage. And then that way, nobody gets to license or redefine or control the definition of marriage. 
And when other laws, other elections and referenda happen and the same-sex marriage side lose, we show to them. You want to be able to have the equality and freedom to choose your relationship? Embrace our solution. Abolish all marriage control for unrelated mm-hmm. consenting adults. So at the end of the day, as the war continues on back and forth between both sides, right. the only way this war is going to end is with a win-win solution, mm-hmm. and that's ours. Abolish uh, all marriage control for unrelated consenting adults. We, Everybody wins. We are out of time, but I agree with that aspect of it. Mark Hankful, National Polygamy Advocate. Uh, thanks so much for coming on America Tonight. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Mark Hankel is National Polygamy Advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com